across the Vantage Performance Podcast. I'm Phil Dobby and Elizabeth Morby joins us again. Elizabeth is a client director at Vantage Performance. She's becoming a regular fixture on this podcast. Now, last time we asked whether your business can be saved. It's going through difficult times. It needs the help of a turnaround specialist. And Elizabeth, uh, you said one of the first things you do at Vantage Performance, once you have a handle on the issues at stake, is to talk to the stakeholders. So, uh, let's explore that a bit more because, I mean, that can't be easy, talking about how bad things are. So let's start by looking at who those stakeholders are. I, I guess some of them are fairly obvious. Yes, they are. I tend to break them down into very fundamental groups. So you've got the people that you owe money to. You've got the people that you need to collect money from to pay your creditors. And you've got the employees. Who are the people that are going to help you do both of those things? So when I look at stakeholders, I look in terms of your creditors, your debtors, and your employees. Right. So the people who you owe money to, I mean, they're going to be the most interested in talking to you, I would have thought, uh, but also the ones that you would be most concerned about what you say. I mean, the company would be pretty much on guard in terms of the messages it puts across to them. They are on guard. The thing to appreciate is that most creditors and suppliers have not had any communication at all for some time. Yeah, so you've got a lot of ground to make out then, haven't you? So what is it you're expecting to get out of that uh, conversation? Quite often you're looking for an agreement with that creditor or supplier to repay the debt over a period of time. It's important to have a plan before you pick up the phone It's not uncommon for businesses in financial distress to make promises to creditors which they cannot meet, and that just further erodes an already poor relationship. So the first step is having a plan to put forward, and that comes back to usually the cash flow forecasting that we we talked about previously. So once you've got your cash flow forecast available and you know what the business's capability for repayment is, then you can start looking at your key creditors and how you might be able to repay the amounts owed to these creditors over a period of time. Now, there might be a bit of apprehension making that phone call, but you're really actually bringing good news, aren't you? Because as you say, they probably probably think they're not going to get paid. Uh, so you're bringing the news that, yes, you are going to get paid uh, and we're going to keep on buying from you. So we're going to stay uh, as a customer. So uh, two bits of good news in the one phone call. Well, that's right, and that's something that we shouldn't forget. That that creditor is going to want to keep you as a customer to you know, keep revenue coming in their door. So within reason, they, they are going to want to meet you halfway, yes. Right, so what about the people who owe you money? I mean, on, on the face of it, uh, you're just asking them to pay a bit faster, but that's not always that easy, is it? No, it's not, and I haven't really met anybody yet who enjoys debt collection, and debtors do tend to take advantage of lax debtor collection. So even if you've got, say, seven or 14-day terms, if you don't start chasing them until 21, 30, 45 days, you're going to see that debtor book start to drag out, and it will impact your business, obviously, because you need that cash to pay your creditors. So you need to engage with your debtors, and you, it's almost a re-education of those debtors. You know, you've got to explain to them that, well, the goalposts have changed, and you need to work with them to bring them back within within terms. Is it is it as easy as a conversation, or or 
should you use a bit of a, a bit of a stick? And we, you know, we think of phone companies. You know, if you're five minutes late paying the bill, they they say we're going to put oh, a, a cert. Yeah, exactly. So you should. I'm not sure that's very good in terms of uh, building a, a rapport a with your relationship. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, should is it worth trying something like that, or or perhaps a little bit more uh, achieving the same thing, but in a different way? Is to say, look, I want to give you the best possible price. We've always wanted to do that, but if you're slow paying, then I've got to build in that that slow payment into the price of the quotes that we give you. Yeah, that's right. And there are all sorts of strategies that you can employ to engage your your debtors. I do believe that talking to people is the best first step. Just engaging a debtor collection agency, I mean that doesn't that doesn't you'll collect your money faster. And, and lose yeah, but and lose you, the client. You're gonna you may lose the customer, you're not going to rebuild that relationship. In my experience, it's more important to spend some time on building that relationship, understanding their business, understand their financial situation, because they might also be in financial distress. And if you're proactively managing the relationship with them, then you're more likely to be put on a one of their payment plans and get yeah. paid out. And I guess isn't part of it, it's just knowing, isn't it? So you might have a client who says, well, look, we can't turn around payment that quickly. Uh, then it becomes a question when I mean, we talked about cash flow forecasts a, a couple of weeks back. I mean, it, yeah. you, just, you just make sure you put that, you know, this client will always pay slowly. So we'll put that into the cash flow forecast and you'll make a, you'll make a call as to whether they're worth having a, a, as a client on that basis if you're holding too much cash for them. Yep, yep, absolutely. That, that is something that you, that you should be looking at. But your first point about understanding the, the real payment terms, I mean, you, your T's and C's might, might say it's seven days or 14 days. But as you say, if they do pay consistently at 21 days and that is okay with you, then you can factor that into your cash flow forecast because that will dictate how much money is available to pay your creditors yeah. and your ability to meet that those payment plans as well. So, yes, it is, it is important. Um, I, I also think it's important to make it as easy as possible for your debtors to pay you. You don't want to give them any excuses not to make payments. So make sure there's a, a process in place to deal with any complaints that they have. If they have not received delivery within a, you know, the set time frame or if the delivery wasn't what they were expecting, you know, make sure that they have an, an avenue to communicate that because you want to be able to rectify that problem and collect your cash as soon as as soon as possible. So that kind of thing is important. And also the payment itself. Make it as easy for them to pay as possible. You can offer them EFT and BPAY and all of those kinds of things. So there are there are a number of tools out there to, to limit the amount of excuses that they're going to have to not pay you. Mm, absolute. Uh, makes absolute perfect yes. sense. So uh, the third category then, uh, employees. Employees. I mean, they're very important. They are very, very important and they are often overlooked. It's the employees that enable you to run your business, to collect your cash and to pay your creditors and the employees are quite often kept in the dark as well. They know the business is in financial distress, yeah. but they don't know how dire the situation is. A lot of them are going to be key breadwinners for their families, so they're going to be feeling quite insecure about their personal situation. And it's really difficult for employees to engage 
in the business to, you know, do their job when they've got that much uncertainty around them. I mean, why would you do something unpleasant like go and collect money from debtors if you don't know really if you're going to have a job next week. And, and this is the da- this is very dangerous, isn't it? Because some of your top performers, some people who the business really depends on, and I guess, you know, and, and everyone's, uh, no one's indispensable, but I mean, there'll be a, a few key players that your business really does need. Uh, and, uh, you know, to see them leave because of uncertainty, I mean, that, that is a big loss and can just make a, a bad situation worse. It, it can because you lose an awful lot of knowledge out of the business when you lose key employees. A lot of them will suspect what the underlying issues are within the business. So confirming what those underlying issues are is important and explaining to the employees that there is a plan in place. Going through the key elements of that plan with them is very important and putting a timeline around that as well so that they can gauge, they they can monitor the achievement of certain milestones along the way. As they start seeing progress, then that's going to give them a degree of comfort and help them re-engage, which is going to propel the business forward a lot quicker. But is is it just talk or for some of those key people, are there other inducements that you you can provide? I mean, I'm not quite sure how because, of course, you've not got a lot of money swilling around to give any financial inducement. But is there something else you can do other than just sitting down and having a having a conversation yeah there are you can make promises to employees when the business returns to the good times but quite often you don't get a lot of traction there because the employees can't see that far ahead you can offer the employees a share in the business and i've i've seen this done this can be very effective yeah i've seen it it work quite well where a business is under financial distress the employees appreciate this situation there's a good culture a good strong culture within the business and employees will agree to dropping back to say a nine-day fortnight or a 10% salary decrease for a three or six month period to say avoid redundancies So to keep everybody employed, everybody will share a little bit of the pain. And then in return for that, they might be offered a small ownership in the business, which also helps to engage them. I mean, if you've got a share in the business, then you're going to have a share in the in the profit. So you're going to work a lot, a lot harder. There's a there's a much larger personal interest in that yeah, now. absolutely. I mean, that's why I asked the question because I can see it sort of turning around a situation there mm. where we're saying, you know, you're actually saying to somebody, look, uh, you know, t- times could be better than they are now, but we think you're part of the solution and, and as a way of rewarding uh, your involvement in helping us to overcome these hurdles, we want you to become part of the company. I would imagine that for somebody who is thinking of leaving, that's, that, that is a complete turnaround. It is, absolutely. And from the business owner's point of view, it could be a 10 or 20% shareholding in the business that's divvied up across you know 50 100 employees so Mm. it's it's significant it's significant enough to be able to send a clear message to the employees that they are valued and that their contribution is is very important yeah so once again across all those three groups communication is the key Uh, appreciate your time as always thanks elizabeth speak to you again soon thanks very much